You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. Hey everybody, it's episode 255 of the Pimp Cron Warhammer Podcast, and we're brought to you today by GameAt.eu for pre-painted resin terrain, neoprene mats, STL files, all that jazz. And panhandle3d.etsy.com for printed terrain and custom dice uh, trays and mug tumblers and all sorts of stuff customizable. So check them out as well. You can get 10% off at gamemat.eu for event 10 and 15% off with TH3D 15 off at uh, their website. So, and of course, who could forget the beautiful, sexy, good smell and Patreon patrons that keep this show on the air. I greatly appreciate all of you and your existence. So what are we talking about tonight? Well, it's a little bit shorter of an episode because it's just the way the schedule worked out this week. And we are talking about a letter from Gabe and Gabe writes in calling me. Well, you know what? I'm not going to tell you. He's just going to, he's got a new name for me actually that he wants me to start trying out. I'm not so sure on it, but he also talks about other stuff. So we discussed that in the Tesseract mailbox. We've also got a real talk with the Pimpcron where we discuss the actual number of product lines that Games Workshop produces. I mean, individual boxed model kits. And it will absolutely astound you. I was blown away when I found out how many um, estimated product lines they have because it's really not an easy thing to actually ascertain. You know, you got to triangulate all these different things because many models are in multiple boxes or starter sets or whatever. So it's really hard to triangulate. So I had to estimate, but it's a pretty good estimation. And that's about it for this episode. So what have I been up to? Well, we played a um, a game of brutality at the club this week. Me, my friend Connor, my friend TJ. We decided uh, TJ is fairly new to Brutality, and this is BTJ, Brutality TJ, not Warhammer TJ. Uh, Brutality TJ is fairly new to Brutality. He's been playing for a month or so, and he's uh, very much into it. So we decided, you know what? Gauntlet mode is probably the way to go. Why don't we play Gauntlet mode and see if him and Connor can team up against me doing the AI monsters to see if they can actually win all five rounds and uh, potentially six and seven, depending on how the game goes. But it's uh, officially it's five rounds you got to beat. And it was insane that they actually did beat it on uh, the fifth round. The fifth round, all they got was a mind controlling vampire lord as the monster. They had each lost the um, they had two two models each and they each lost a person. So they were all down to one model each. We had a healer. And we had a um, Berserker. And both of them at the end of turn four, I should say the beginning of turn five, were at one hit point each. So they were very much on death's door. And they were able to heal each other. And then the vampire was also healing himself when he did the missile ability. He'd like suck the life force out. And if he dealt any damage, he'd heal that much damage. It was really, really interesting. He was mind controlling them and making them fight each other. It was pretty awesome. Uh, he wasn't much of a combat monster, but he was um, definitely uh, an interesting foe. And they actually managed to wipe him out, even though they knocked him down to like just two hit points. And then he healed him back by doing missile. And oh, he also has life drain. 
So in a critical hit in close combat, he heals a hit point instead of it being uh, uh, two hits. So that helped turn the tide. So he went all the way down to like two hit points, and then he went all the way back up to full health, which I think was six hit points, I believe. And then they knocked him down again, and, and he almost killed uh, he almost killed the Berserker, and the, but the Berserker was able to critically save it, and then the Berserker got healed from the other guy. It was just so much fun. It really, really was. And they actually managed to beat it. So that was a lot of fun. And then um, BTJ was done. So he, you know, because we played for like, it took like two hours to play that. Um, and uh, he was done. So he went home. Then Connor still wanted to play another game. So him and I teamed up against a uh, random enemy from one of my supplements, uh, random like boss battle. And once again, the one of his first models, he had a monster and I had i had two models and he had one monster and um the monster was down to one hit point on the first turn i mean all the enemies attacked him and he was down to one hit point and shockingly enough at the very end of the game the monster still just had one hit point and both of my guys were dead but uh, we actually did manage to kill the leader and uh that that boss battle so that was pretty cool other than that, I'm back hard at work at the settlement mode for Brutality, so uh, that's what I've been working on before and after work, and that's about it. Uh, Shorehammer's starting to ramp up, more and more ticket sales, so you might want to hop on that in case uh, you might miss out on something. The narratives are nearly full, uh, all of them. Age of Sigmar, 40k, the 40k uh, Thursday game, which is similar to Kill, po Kill Teams, all of that is nearly full, and it has been for a little while. Uh, probably sold 70% of it in the first week, and then it's it's slowly ticked up since then. So uh, anyway, we are not doing a whole lot of tweaking to any rules or anything this year. I think 10th edition's in a pretty good spot. I think Age of Sigmar's in a good spot. So like the Highlander is basically just a Highlander. There's there's no other weirdness to it. In the past, we said, oh, you, you know, could only take one of each, blah, blah, blah. We're just going by data slates. It's the most similar to a normal game of 10th edition that we've ever had. So it's going to be much, much easier for people to play. And I think that's a pretty good, good direction for us to be going into. So with all of that said, let's get on with the rest of the show. Let's open the Tesseract mailbox. On this edition of the Tesseract mailbox, we have an email from, well, his name is actually redacted, but I'll get into it later. You'll know his name. He writes, Hey, Pimpstain. <laughs> I hope this that new name catches on. People could call you P-Stain for short. I think you should at least consider it. Hmm, let me, let me consider this for a second. No, let's continue. I know you are probably going to roast me for this, but I do wish there was some warning when these kits get canceled. I bought a Space Marine lot in June, and most of it was Firstborn. Now I feel like I just got shafted. I'm aware of the Marine bloat, but it doesn't make my partner any happier to hear that I can only technically play the army I just dropped a couple hundred dineros on. Legends is where things go to die, obviously, so it is only a matter of time before they don't get updates, points adjustments, or further support. I know this probably comes off as whiny, but I prefer the Firstborn much more than Primaris, and this has taken all of the fuel out of my tank. Ah well, time to email Rob Bear and tell him to change his name to Teddy. 
Hopefully it will catch on. I think he should at least consider it. And then signed, redacted. And then below that it says, but originally Gabe. Okay, Gabe. Well, thank you for the entertaining email at pimpcron at gmail.com. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think it comes off as whiny at all, to be honest with you. I think a lot of people are in your, your same boat. As far as no warning, though, I find it hard to believe there was no warning that these kits are going to be canceled. I've been saying it for years that the Primaris's existence proves that Space Marines are on their way out. The Firstborn are on their way out. And then once I saw Outriders and Eliminators and, and all those things start filling in those slots of, you know, jump troops, assault uh, intercessors, and et cetera, et cetera, you're going to eventually get rid of true or firstborn i keep calling him trueborn that's a cabalite warrior thing firstborn and i think the writing's been on the wall for quite some time obviously though that's a really bad time to be playing hot potato and you getting stuck with the potato that really sucks um i'm sorry to hear that it doesn't you did say most of your army was trueborn or firstborn uh, firstborn most of your army was firstborn so hopefully uh Number one, they haven't gotten rid of all of the Firstborn yet, uh, like uh, Tactical Marines and some other stuff, Devastators and all that are still around. So hopefully you get some more use out of those. And you could technically use the Bikers if you have any in that list for Outriders, that sort of thing. You you could use it. Um, it you're getting kind of into proxy territory, but no, I'm, I'm not going to bash you at all for it. Um, I think the rating was on the wall, but of course... That's very vague, right? You don't know if it's going to be five years from now or two years or what. But yeah, it's it's probably been five years since Primaris were introduced. Uh, yeah, in 8th edition, Primaris was introduced. So that's roughly two years, two years. Yeah, about five years. So the writing was on the wall and we did not know it was going to be about five years after the introduction of Primaris that so they're getting rid of Firstborn. Now... I don't really know what to tell you about that. I mean, it just it just plain sucks. There's no recourse you can take. And I mean, you didn't even buy brand new models. You bought, you know, pre-owned models. So that kind of in a little bit uh, supports the idea that there's so much firstborn on the market. And the reason why they're getting rid of it is because it's been around for so long and then nobody needs to buy new stuff, which, of course, you know, when you buy something used, it doesn't go to GW, it just goes to the seller. So it seems to me like the very fact that you bought secondhand which we all have i'm not bothering you over that but um the very second that you bought secondhand is is kind of telling the whole situation why firstborn are being um eliminated in the first place and uh i am not going to go with peace stain or uh what was it peace stain or um pimp stain yeah i'm not going to i'm not going to go with pimp stain so uh, I do appreciate it. It's a little too close to Epstein for my taste. Um, Pimpstein, Epstein, mm, don't like it. So I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna just stick with Pimpcron. But I do appreciate the offer, and uh, I have a sneaky suspicion, Gabe, that you have probably already trademarked Pimpstein, and that you were trying to trick me into using it. So then you'd be like, "Aha! Here's my white dragon, blue eyes, white dragon card," and you caught me or something i don't know where this conversation is going but anyway thank you for writing in gabe i do appreciate it and i do certainly feel bad for your situation now it's time for real talk with pimp cron 
Well, of course, this is the real talk. And we were discussing last episode how Games Workshop was purging some of the non-heretics in their line. And they were getting rid of a bunch of the firstborn stuff for Marines. Now, Tactical Marines and a couple other ones are still in the Codex as of now. But they're slowly purging all of the other ones, such as Bikers and Scouts and uh, a bunch of other stuff. Thunderfire Cannons. And... Everyone seems surprised somehow about this, but I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to look and see exactly how many, what is the bloat for Games Workshop right now? How many kits are they actually making and producing and trying to maintain? How many lines, etc.? So I did some digging on their website. Now, these are just estimates because, uh, you know, there's, there's so many like collections right, of, of different models, and occasionally they'll have models that currently are not available, they're just available like in the original starter set, and stuff like that, so sometimes, I think the Plasmancer is like that for Necrons, I could be wrong, but the Plasmancer was originally like in the starter set, and now they don't sell it as a separate model, but it still exists, so you've got some weird stuff like that happening, um, but I went through, and I, I basically averaged out and got a good ballpark number for the number of different kits that Games Workshop makes for all the different lines and all the different games and all of that. And I'm not just baiting you here. The number will surprise you because it is a crap ton. So first off, let's just ask yourself, how many product lines, like individual boxes, right? Tactical Marine, Necron Immortal, whatever, Individual boxes do they make and currently support? I'll give you a second to just think of a number. Is it 200? Is it 1,000? Is it 800? How many do you think? Okay, that's long enough. So I found that Order, let's start with Age of Sigmar. Order has about 250 boxes, different boxes of stuff. 250 for Order. Death has 85 boxes, Destruction has 85 boxes, and Chaos has 200. So Order's 250, Chaos 200, Death and Destruction are 85 each. Now, that brings you to 620 different boxes of stuff. Now, that number right there probably blows some of your guesses out of the water, because 620 product lines just for Age of Sigmar. I'm not talking about uh, terrain or anything like that. So the big corn stronghold or whatever they came up with. No, that doesn't include any of that. So 620 product lines. Then Lord of the Rings has roughly 90 different boxes of stuff for evil and roughly 90 different boxes of stuff for good. So that's 180 boxes of stuff, different units, etc. 40k has, let's start with Space Marines alone, just Space Marines, 160 boxes of stuff for Space Marines. And that excludes the, um, the, the new stuff that they just started discontinuing. Okay, that actually excludes that because none of that was on the website. So 160, you got to think now first, like even I am like, that number doesn't even make sense. You're saying to me that 160 Space Marine boxes, this one faction has almost as many boxes as the entire Chaos faction in uh, Age of Sigmar. Or another way to put it, almost exactly 
the com combined death and destruction product lines just in Space Marines. But if you think about it, all of the Primaris stuff, all of the Firstborn stuff, all of the different characters, all the different vehicles, then you get into all of the Blood Angels exclusive stuff, the Black Templar exclusive stuff, the Dark Angels, I mean, it goes on and on and on. So 160 boxes of stuff just for Space Marines. Then if you're talking about Imperium, it's another 150 boxes of stuff for Sisters of Battle, Imperial Guard, etc., etc., etc. That is insane to me. Chaos has 170 boxes of stuff alone. That includes demons, and that also includes um, cast Space Marines. And of course... The demon stuff does actually overlap between Age of Sigmar and 40k, so that number's probably a little bit off. Um, it depends on which column you want to put it in. Uh, do blood letters go in 40k or Age of Sigmar? Eh, it's hard to say. But uh, Chaos has about 170 boxes. Xenos has about 250 boxes. Um, all of your Eldar, your Tau, your Necrons, your Orcs, your uh, Tyranids... All of that, 250 boxes. So, technically, the group with the most is Xenos at 250. But Space Marines alone have 160. Imperium has 150. So that's, uh, what, 210? No, it's 310. 310 boxes for the total Imperium. And then Chaos has 170. So that brings the total to 730 different product lines for 40k. So as a recap... It was 620 boxes for Age of Sigmar, 730 boxes for 40k, and 180 boxes for Lord of the Rings. And this does not include any of the characters that uh, that are not sold separately. You know, they're only in certain boxes. It doesn't include any of the terrain. It doesn't include all of the books. It doesn't include the dice. It doesn't include the tokens. It doesn't include any of that stuff. None of the novels. And I didn't even touch specialist games. Do you know how many Blood Bowl factions there are? It's gotta be 30. Gotta be 30 Blood Bowl teams. Not to mention, like, the Steamroller for the Grots and, and the different uh, cheerleaders you can buy. And then, of course, the um, the hired guns, the mercenaries, and all of that. That's a whole nother thing. What about Necromunda? Necromunda has at least, I would say, at least 10 main factions. It might even be more than that with the Arbites and all that. But, um... So you can see that even though you might say, oh, well, he counted Age of Sigmar and 40k Chaos in there, blah, blah, blah. Okay, even if I do double count those, they probably still do not keep up with the number of models produced for those other games. Um, Necromunda, Blood Bowl, um, Kill Team, because even though, yes, Kill Team might use the same stuff as 40k, Kill Team is not always included in 40k lists on their website, so there are some exclusive models for that game as well, not to mention all of the terrain they make, which is insane. So when we add all that up, ignoring the, the um, specialty games, that's 1,530 estimated products. 1,500! And they have to produce these. They have to store these. They need to transport these. No wonder they have like roving blackouts on their website where different stuff is out of stock. It's because at, at 1,500 plus products, there's no way you could even categorize that easily, let alone keep up with the demand. So I think it's pretty apparent 
it's pretty apparent why the firstborn are getting cut out. Like it's pretty darn obvious. And um, the Cities of Sigmar stuff, you know, they there's so many hand gunners, there's so many free guild generals, all this stuff is um, there's so many of them that they've got to just get rid of them and start over because they, they've sold so many and there's so many on the secondary market. So uh, hopefully that was eye opening to you because, you know, you think, oh, there's, you know, a lot of kits, blah, 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 a couple hundred kits. No, more than fifteen hundred different kits that they have designed, produced, packaged, stored, transported. It is insane. So, I mean, there's no there's no wonder at all why they've got to cut some stuff out, right? I knew this really blew me away, at least. So there is some water cooler talk for you and all your buddies at the gaming club, over 1,500 lines of product for Games Workshop, not including all of the ancillary stuff, such as, you know, terrain, etc., Thank you to GameAt.eu for supporting the show and Panhandle3d.etsy.com for supporting the show and the beautiful, sexy, good-smelling, super virulent, uh, maybe contagious Patreon patrons. I'll see you next week, guys.